2: and $50 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 7 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language sometimes gratuitously get ready to move the conversation forward this ain't your granddad's news and comment show this is i doubt it podcast with Brittany page and jesse Dalamore. Welcome and thank you for joining us for episode 796 of I Doubt It Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Dalamore. Join today, the lovely, the talented, and indeed, the scholarly, Brittany Page, everybody.
3: So we were having a great time last night watching a new show on Showtime. I love that for you, Vanessa Bayer's new show. And in the middle of that, we get a news alert about a opinion draft from Justice Samuel Alito that said that uh, Roe v. Wade is going to be no more, and everything kind of turned into a crisis at that point.
0: I mean, the crisis being obviously the, 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 the treachery of the conservative Supreme Court and conservatives all across the country, but also the fact that we're probably going to have to restart that episode because I don't really know... Yeah. And I don't know that it was a news alert more than just random checking of the Twitter. And...
3: No, I think it was a news alert. Oh, was it? And then it was doom scrolling on Twitter endlessly. Yeah. For...
0: Yeah, me too. A
3: lengthy period of time. For
0: sure I was doom scrolling, but I caught my... I was like, we gotta stop. Yeah. And then we went on to another show that we for sure didn't get into. And we just finally just turned it off and continued Mm -hmm. to... uh, to, to remain apprised of the horrors, and I don't say that facetiously, I mean, this is something we've been talking about for how long now? Mm-hmm. How many times have we alluded to just walking down the street and, like, you've referenced it many times. Like, people are just going about their business like everything's okay, and at the end of June, Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. And here we are.
3: I mean, that's that was kind of my feeling because I expected this. Obviously, we've been talking about it. We expected it in June. We are about a month out from the official decision. But
0: nothing can really prepare you for the reality of it.
3: No, I felt sick. I was holding my head in my hands. I... Wanted to go to the Supreme Court immediately, as many people did that night. There were immediately protests out in front of the Supreme Court. But, of course, we have Sweepy, and we can't just leave on a whim with the 13-week-old puppy. So we took her there this morning. We were out there in front of the Supreme Court this morning, small, small. Crowd, I would say, definitely not what it is right now. I'm seeing on the news, It seeming like around 5 p.m. Eastern time, a lot of people out there. A lot of there, people out there. Which is great. Uh, protests all over the country, not just here in D.C., which is also fantastic. I was shocked. Let's talk about some of our takeaways, I guess. Yeah, you know, sure. About what we yeah, saw in front of the idea. Supreme Court. And the biggest one for me was... We showed up around 8.39 a.m. and the pro-life side was already Earth organized, course. ready to go. You could hear their chants from blocks away as you were approaching. They were the main chants that you could hear. And then when you finally got in front of the Supreme Court, the left, uh, left pro-choice people were kind of disorganized, mumbling, couldn't really hear the chanting, not sure what's going on there the right the pro-life people have a podium they have microphones they have megaphones they have a sound system Yeah, a
0: legit PA system I mean they were organized ready for this moment
3: they had scheduled speakers that were taking turns they had organized a prayer vigil it was ridiculous the infrastructure that was in place for the right wing and it's it It's funny to me because the right always accuses left leftist protesters of being like funded by George Soros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And if you looked at these two groups, you're thinking, huh, who is better funded here? Which, Which one has more funding? Which one is more of a machine?
0: Within hours, mere hours, they had their shit together. A PA system set up and were having speakers rotate through right on the steps of the Supreme Court.
3: And it was glee. It was oh my it was God. they were joyful. It was over the top, dancing on It's a
0: strange thing when you mix
3: hateful glee. And that's it what it was. was. It was
0: it demented th- their their happiness about this.
3: Yeah, many of the speakers were very adamant that there's no such thing as a pro-choice Catholic. They were laughing at that saying if you're here, you're hearing this, you identify as a pro-choice Catholic, that's not a thing. They were yeah. very direct about that. I heard one of the speakers say that Roe versus Wade deserves to be on the ash heap of history, just like chattel slavery and segregation. Right? They're comparing. That was, that was those a quote.
0: Unfucking believable.
3: So these are the types of speakers that they had up there
0: as they all got on their knee, literally got onto their knees and prayed to God about. Freedom from this tyranny and just very fucking gross.
3: Well, and if I'm doing, from an outsider's perspective, a comparison of who was more hostile and aggressive, it was absolutely the pro-life protesters. Without a doubt. The pro-choice protesters at one point, I think, were chanting, keep your rosary off my ovaries or something like that. Mm -hmm. And one of them, one of the pro-life protesters freaked out and was like, fuck you, I'm an atheist. I'm a pro-life atheist, just very aggressive, yeah. unhinged. You could tell that they felt like they, they had the upper hand at, They're right. the, at that time of the day.
0: They're right. Yeah. 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 I, I think that the tide certainly has, has turned after people got off work and were able to get down there. Yeah. Now, like, a lot of people can't just take off and head down there in the middle of the day and, and, and you know, uh, fuck up their whole work schedule.
2: Oh,
3: absolutely. So after
0: work, the, from what I've seen on TV, because we're not down there. Um things have changed um decidedly.
3: Well, and that's the thing. We would have I believe spent more time down there, but we're actually going to be flying to North Carolina this you know, week. We leave in the morning. You are in Ryan Bell's wedding coming that's up right. this weekend and so we had a lot of stress on our plate. We have to record two shows. We have to do videos. We have to make sure Sweepy is not neglected. And <laughs> we have to pack. <laughs> That's an
0: afterthought. We
3: have to pack, <laughs> but we also have to show up in numbers and make our voices heard because we're about to have this country be changed in a way that is going to take decades to recover from. Yeah. And it's very scary, and uh, I'm glad, Jesse, that you were down there uh, with our editor and recording some footage for your YouTube channel, great video that you had today, uh, talking to some protesters, both pro-choice side and pro-life people, so that was a good time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean...
3: <laughs> how was it for you?
0: I mean, the experience of talking to the, the assholes.
3: Just talking to anybody that you talked to, how was well, the I, general... I mean,
0: I, I like, uh, for me, it's kind of giving uh, the, the the people on our side a little bit of a break. Uh, you know, I look like a fucking Republican. You made mm-hmm. this comment. Mm-hmm. And when I walked up to the first girl, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And she looked very, mm. very trepidatious. Just yeah. like, uh, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then my first thing that I said was, uh, I really appreciate your quiet dignity in the face of all this fuckery over here, these, these assholes or whatever I said to her. Mm-hmm. And I immediately set her at ease and she's like, okay, this, this is a guy who's, uh, you know, uh, he's an ally.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then when I talked to a, a guy with a Project Veritas hat on and his t-shirt said something fucking bigoted.
3: My pronouns are conservative. Yeah, my something. pronoun
0: is conservative. Yeah. Just a fucking jerk off. And I uh, I had a little conversation with him it certainly didn't go the way he thought it was going to go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I'm um, the whole man on the street interview thing is very much not in my wheelhouse, but I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm getting it. Yeah. But anyway, listen, it it, 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 um, it really illustrated to me the, the, the point that you made early on that you were shocked at how not organized our side is. Mm hmm. It really instilled in me a motivation to get people involved because I know we make we make comments about how this is going to be Gilead or you know tongue in cheek and th- that we're heading toward some kind of a a Margaret, Margaret Atwood dystopia. Um, it's not far off the truth here. I mean, in at the end at the end of the summer, abortion will be effectively illegal in two dozen states. If you're lucky enough to live in a California or a Washington state or a Massachusetts, you're probably okay. But if you live in, in Idaho or New Mexico or Texas or Oklahoma or Florida or Mississippi or Alabama, Louisiana for that sake, right now they have a Democratic governor. But, I mean, there's, there's a cadre of fascistic states that are going to be, like Arkansas, for instance, has a trigger law that as soon as Roe v.ersus Wade is considered, is done away with, that law goes into effect to outlaw abortion.
3: Yeah, 13 states would immediately ban abortion or very quickly ban abortion after uh, Roe v.ersus Wade is overturned. And that's Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Kentucky.
0: And that's scary. And, you know, I tweeted a few minutes ago, I, I, something about, uh, the same people who are right now saying, no, 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 don't worry about contraception. We're not coming after contraception. That's the law of the land. Don't worry about, uh, marriage equality. That is the law of the land. That's a precedent. That's not going anywhere. Even interracial marriage. No, 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 don't, no. Don't even worry about it. Those are the same motherfuckers. Who six months ago, a year ago, were saying no, Roe is the the, the law of the land. It's a it's a it's a decades long precedent that has been upheld time after time by the Supreme Court. That's not going anywhere. So this isn't gonna stop here, especially in the wake of the anti-trans bigotry and the anti gay bigotry that has now reared its ugly head once again, all across the conservative sphere of America.
3: Well, and that's what is scary, is that Alito's opinion directly references other cases and speaks to where this is headed, even though people have been raising alarm about this prior to the opinion being released. There has been conversation about, look, what's next after abortion is contraceptive. Yeah, What's next then is gay marriage. I mean... This is what people have been saying. And instead of having people preemptively get involved and remain active and engaged, we have people, I, I feel like, waiting until this moment happened. There were many people yeah. that I heard from personally that reached out to me personally that I've never... In the
0: last few hours, you mean?
3: Since this news broke, yeah. that have never been politically open, ever. I've never heard anything Mm -hmm. political from them. And then they're texting me saying that they are concerned. And I'm like, well, where have you been?
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah.
3: Where have you been?
0: Can we read a few of the statements? Like, There's like four paragraphs I want to read from the the Samuel Alito. Justice Alito was the one whose opinion, this draft verdict, this draft ruling that was uh, uncovered by Politico. You've got them there. Why don't you read them?
3: Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to people's elected representatives. We can only do our job, which is to interpret the law, apply long standing principles of stare decisis, and decide this case accordingly. Roe and Casey must be overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion must be returned to the people and their elected representatives. The inescapable conclusion is that a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions. On the contrary, an unbroken tradition of prohibiting abortion on pain of criminal punishment persisted from the earliest days of the common law until 1973. In the years prior to Roe v. Wade, about a third of the states had liberalized their laws, but Roe abruptly ended that political process. It imposed the same highly restrictive regime on the entire nation, and it effectively struck down the abortion laws of every single state.
0: This is a strange bar. I want to read this line here that you just read. The inescapable conclusion is that a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history... And traditions. Deeply rooted. So we're, we're, we're only enshrining freedoms in this country that are deeply rooted.
3: It's a problem for a lot of people.
0: A lot of people who aren't white males. Mm-hmm. Because what other freedoms are deeply rooted? I mean, how deeply rooted are we talking about?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It, women's suffrage is a 20th century thing that came about in the 1900s mm-hmm. is is that is that deeply rooted enough for for Samuel Alito it's just a disgusting argument that really is just policy making republicans and conservatives talk about all the time about activist judges if this isn't the work of activist judges on the part of Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and Amy Coney Barrett and Samuel Alito and and Clarence Thomas, I don't know what the fuck is.
3: Well, especially because Alito's draft talks about the precedent. And you hear a lot about precedent when a Supreme Court justice nominee is being questioned by Congress. And in fact, this was a big deal when we had Neil Gorsuch, when we had Brett Kavanaugh, when we had Amy Coney Barrett, and a lot of these... Uh, Republicans like Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, the people that you look to that might be voting no, might be voting yes, you're waiting in limbo for their decision, but they come out and say, oh, well, listen, I talked to the nominee and they have assured me that they give a shit about precedent. So Roe's going to be fine."
0: Right. Like from the confirmation hearings of those individuals.
5: Yes, I don't have any agenda. I have no agenda to try to overrule Casey. Um, I have an agenda to stick to the rule of law.
0: As a judge, it is an important precedent of the Supreme Court. By it, I mean Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Been reaffirmed many times. Roe versus Wade decided in 1973. Neil Gorsuch. is a president of the United States Supreme Court. He was reaffirmed in Casey in 1992 and in several other cases. So
5: a good judge will consider it as precedent of the United States Supreme Court, worthy as treatment of precedent like any other. Roe v. Wade is a, Samuel an important President of the Supreme Court. It was decided in 1973. The Supreme Court has reaffirmed the decision. When a decision is challenged and it is reaffirmed, that strengthens its value. I believe the Constitution Clarence protects Thomas. the right to privacy. And I have no reason or agenda to prejudge the issue. What would he have done if, he, if he'd asked? Senator, I would have walked out the door. It's not
0: what judges do. That was Neil Gorsuch in reply, to, or in reply to a question from Lindsey Graham that what would you have done if Donald Trump had asked you to overturn Roe v.ersus Wade? And I would have walked out the door. That's except, not what judges do.
3: Except for Alito in this... Released draft of his opinion, writes, Nor does the right to obtain an abortion have a sound basis and precedent. Yeah. Casey relied on cases involving the right to marry a person of a different race. Loving v. Virginia, he references. Right. The right to marry while in prison. The right to obtain contraceptives. The right to reside with relatives. The right to make decisions about education of one's children. The right to not be sterilized without consent the right in in certain circumstances not to undergo involuntary surgery, the right to engage in private consensual sex acts, and the right to marry a person of the same sex. So he references all of these different cases. Which are now under threat. And then later says that these other cases that he's referencing, unlike Roe and Casey, uh, do not involve the critical moral question posed by abortion. So they're safe. Yeah, Don't worry, I mean, he's outlining them. (laughs) He's listing them all, but do you take his word for it that, that they're safe?
0: Well, Susan Collins and many like her took their word for it from both the confirmation hearings where they said, oh, no, 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 no. It's precedent. It's being reaffirmed many times. And when something has been reaffirmed by multiple courts... It strengthens its precedent. We heard Neil Gorsuch say that. We heard Samuel Alito say that. We heard Brett Kavanaugh say that. Mm -hmm. And what the fuck did it get us?
3: Under oath.
0: Yeah. Liars. Sickening fucking liars.
3: Yeah. So this is where we are. Politico leaking the draft. And b- by the way, are we going to talk about how serious it is that this was leaked?
0: Yeah, that's I heard that several times today. That's the <laughs> leak that's the problem. It, it's, it's Donald Trump all over again. Leakers and liars. It's the leak. Yeah. Not what was revealed.
3: Well, and I heard Ted Cruz calling for the person to be arrested. I think he got that talking point from Laura Ingram. Oh, of course. Laura Ingram is calling for the FBI to go in and do an investigation.
6: And our current clerks. Uh, again, I'm not going to get into it because we have no idea. But they're going to find right. out who well, le- they are. Does any of you on television tonight deny that we will find out who leaked this opinion? Any of you think we will not know who leaked this? No, we'll find out. We'll find out who did Turley? it, Turley, what do you think? Will they find out? Well, or-
2: I, 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 I'm hopeful that we can. I know that Chief Justice Roberts is going to do everything that he can. This is the greatest crisis, not just of his career but of any modern chief justice. I mean, this is the sort of original sin of judicial ethics. It does not get worse. And I think that when you mentioned what is the court doing, I think Chief Justice Roberts has been meeting nonstop uh, with the marshals and others to see how they're going to find the culprit here. And, you know, God have mercy on that soul because the court will have none. Uh, This is the worst type of attack you can launch against the integrity of the United States Supreme Court.
6: Yeah, James, the, uh, the, the chief justice, as most chief justices from Rehnquist when I clerked uh, to the current chief justice, they, they're there and they believe that their role is to safeguard the court for future generations. And the, we heard a lot about the legitimacy of the court after Kavanaugh, after Justice Thomas, for whom I clerked, his confirmation, after the Casey decision, after uh, after Lawrence uh, v. Texas. All these cases, the legitimacy of the court is called in. Well, what about now? So the justice, chief justice, it's incumbent upon him to bring every law clerk before him. Give me your phones. I'm sorry, they, the, or the FBI. Give me your phone. We want all your accounts. We got to do our own, you know, we have to do our own uh, look at all, every device that you've ever used and find out who did this. J- James, you're the FBI expert here. Tell me what could be done.
3: <laughs> Bring in the FBI expert. <laughs> Wait, is the
0: Gestapo still around?
3: Let's get those guys <laughs> on the case. So Chief Justice John Roberts did confirm that the draft opinion published by Politico is authentic and released the following statement. To the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. We at the court are blessed to have a workforce, permanent employees and law clerks alike, intensely loyal to the institution and dedicated to the rule of law. Court employees have an exemplary and important tradition of respecting the confidentiality of the judicial process and upholding the trust of the court. This was a singular and egregious breach of the trust that is an affront to the court and the community of public servants who work here. I have directed the marshal of the court to launch an investigation into the source of the leak. This kind of
0: goes back to, well, one, we don't know who the leak is. The leak could very well be from a conservative. To get yes. ahead of this. Right. Very well could be. In fact, many experts are now saying, uh, I don't know. They're saying, ah, initially, I thought it was a liberal. But now that I'm looking at this, this very well could be a conservative w- w- knowing that the fix is in. And they're trying to, to do some, some, some work here. Some Rally PR. The troops. Work. Yeah. But there's something that Laura Ingram said that I want to talk about. And that's that the chief justice, their job is to safeguard the court. And even in Robert's statement there, he's talking about the institution and da-da-da-da. Isn't their job to safeguard the country or at the very least the Constitution of these United States? What the fuck do you mean? Safeguard the court. Fuck your court. How about the Constitution and how about the country?
3: Well, and is he worried about how the institution looks when people say under oath that uh, Roe v. Wade is precedent? That
0: yeah.
3: Unassailable. Oh, no,
0: that's just the law of the land.
3: Yeah, and then a few months later... He's got a, a slew later, of liars on yeah, the court. we're in this situation, so... And we all knew, but Susan Collins didn't know because she also released a statement... Uh, Quote, if this leaked draft opinion is the final decision and this reporting is accurate, it would be completely inconsistent with what Justice Gorsuch and Justice Kavanaugh said in their hearings, in our meetings, and in my office. And then asked if she was misled, uh, Susan Collins said, quote, my statement speaks for itself.
0: Oh, the, the the old Trump. Trump spokesman line.
3: Yeah, I just, I love that it's completely... The president's
0: tweet speaks for itself.
3: It's completely inconsistent with what they told you. And yet...
0: Yeah. And yet, she is yet another one of these people who like doesn't remember that there are audio and video recordings of her from timely memorial meaning just 2 years ago where she assured news network after news network and anchor after anchor that she had full confidence that they were going to do the right thing by Roe versus Wade.
7: I do not believe that Brett Kavanaugh will overturn His precedents are overturned. He noted that Roe had been reaffirmed 19 years later by Planned Parenthood versus Casey, and that it was precedent on precedent. He said it should be extremely rare that it be overturned, and it should be an example. You have, obviously, full confidence. I do. We talked about whether he considered Roe to be settled law. He said that he agreed agreed with what Justice Roberts said at his nomination hearing in which he said that it was settled law. I could not vote for a judge who had demonstrated hostility to Roe v. Wade because it would indicate a lack of respect for precedent. What? Judge Kavanaugh told me, and he's the first Supreme Court nominee that I've interviewed out of six who has told me this, is that he views precedent not just as a legal doctrine, but as rooted in our Constitution. And he reveres our Constitution. Mm. I asked him, is it sufficient if five current sitting justices believe that Roe should be overturned? And he said no. I would not support a nominee who demonstrated hostility to Roe v. Wade because that would mean to me that their judicial philosophy did not include a respect for established decisions. Judge Kavanaugh is the first Supreme Court nominee to express the view that precedent is not merely a practice and tradition, but rooted in Article 3 of our Constitution itself. I will vote to confirm Judge Kavanaugh.
0: And here we are. Do you think she's ashamed of herself? Do you think she's fucking embarrassed that she's just a duped rube?
3: Well, Lisa Murkowski's in the same position, and she released a statement and said that her confidence in the court has been rocked.
0: <laughs> you mean everybody? I mean, not everybody else. But I think even conservatives knew that it was just a wink.
3: Wink, wink. Yeah.
0: Oh, Yeah. It's precedent, all right.
3: Yeah, but didn't uh, these people also vote for, well, I don't know if Susan Collins voted for Amy Coney Barrett, but Lisa Murkowski certainly did. Yes. And that was... Yes and yes. That was when we knew that Donald Trump is appointing people specifically to overturn Roe v. Wade. That's right. So, I mean, you can't stand back now and act like you didn't know what was happening because everyone did, in fact, know because he said it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And look, here, 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 here's where we are. Obviously, there's a hierarchy of blame to go around. Republicans, they, 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 they do deserve the brunt of it. But to not talk about the culpability of Democrats in this is, is, is folly. It would be a mistake. I tweeted yesterday that Democrats want people to believe that voting matters, that your vote counts. And who you vote for matters. Then they better wake up today. Yesterday I said. Tomorrow I said. They better wake up and and prove to somebody that it did matter who they voted for. Because they have the power to write legislation um, enshrining Roe versus Wade and Casey in law that will completely circumvent this decision. And to do that, they need to get rid of the filibuster. That's all they have to do. And this could be taken care of tomorrow.
3: Well, and let's talk about one Democrat in particular that is standing in the way of that before we move on to the others. Yeah, <laughs> because sure. there are others. But Kristen Cinema is a big one. And a lot of props to AOC since this news broke, because she is going after a lot of people that she should be going after.
0: She's and fucking fantastic.
3: One of those people is Kristen Cinema, and Kristen Cinema released a statement saying a woman's healthcare choices should be between her, her family, and her doctor. Overturning Roe v. Wade endangers the health and well being of women in Arizona and across America. Protections in the Senate safeguarding against the erosion of women's access to health care have been used half a dozen times in the past ten years and are more important now than ever. Throughout my time in Congress, I've always supported women's access to health care. I'm a co-sponsor of the Women's Health Protection Act, and I'll continue working with anyone to protect women's ability to make decisions about their futures, except she's standing in the way of abolishing the filibuster. That's right. And that is what needs to happen in this case. So you can talk all you want about how you're the co-sponsor of the Women's Health Protection Act. But where are you on the thing that's actually going to make a difference? Yeah, because this isn't, this
0: isn't a budgetary constraint. This is, not, this is civil rights. This is going to destroy the lives of women all across the country. And the people who are going to bear the brunt of this destruction are needy people. They're not well off people who can fly to California to go get a go get an abortion. These are people who are are unable to do that, who are socioeconomically uh, uh, disadvantaged.
3: Also, people who are going to be in life threatening situations that can't get on a plane and go and get an abortion because they're going to die.
0: Right. Or happen to live in a state where even if they're raped. They're not able to get an abortion.
3: Right. And so here's the thing. If Democrats don't act on ending the the filibuster, what's going to happen is Republicans are going to do it when they get into power. That's right. And they are going to pass a federal law banning abortion at six weeks. Right. That's already in the works. There's reporting that came out this week about how that is the long game here.
0: I was going to say... That's not hyperbole. That's not exaggeration. That's not some kind of an, uh doom and gloom. That's fucking fact. Right. So this whole playing cute with the other side for bipartisanship's sake can fucking go away now.
3: And it needs to now. Yeah. If, if Democrats want to mobilize. And you know who's contributing to this problem is Joe Biden himself, the president, who was asked specifically about the filibuster.
4: It concerns be a great deal.
0: Oh, he's concerned. And Gary. not just concerned. He's concerned a great deal, Brittany Page.
4: It concerns me be a great deal that we're going to, after 50 years, decide a woman does not have a right to choose within the limits of, of a Supreme court decision case. Number one. But even more equally profound is the rationale used. Right? And right. it would mean that every other decision... Related the notion of privacy is thrown into question. I, I, I realize this goes back a long way, but one of the debates I had with Robert Bork was whether whether uh, uh, Griswold versus Connecticut should stand as law. The state of Connecticut said that the privacy in your bedroom, you, a husband and wife, or a couple, could not choose to use contraception. To use the contraception was a violation of the law. If the rationale of the decision as released were to be sustained, a whole range of rights are in question, a whole range of rights. And the idea we're letting the states make those decisions, localities make those decisions, would be a fundamental shift in what we've done. So it goes far beyond, in my view, if it becomes a law and if what is written is what remains. It goes far beyond the concern of whether or not there is the right to choose goes to other basic rights, the right to marry, the right to determine a whole range of things. Because one of the issues that this court, many of the members of the court, a number of the members of the court, have not acknowledged is that there is a right to privacy in our Constitution. I strongly believe there is. I think the decision in Giswold was was correct overruling it. I think the decision in Roe was correct because there's a right to privacy. There can be limitations on it. But it cannot be denied. No. Do you think because that has, has irreverently changed the court? Please Do you pardon? think that this seat has irreverently
3: changed the court? We've never seen this happen
4: before. Well, you know, if, if this decision holds, it's really quite a radical decision. Um, and again, the underlying premise, and again, I've not had a chance to thoroughly go into the report, the, the decision. But... It basically says all the decisions related to your private life, who you marry, whether or not you decide to conceive a child or not, whether or not you can have an abortion, a range of other decisions, whether or not how you raise your child. What does this do? Uh, and does this mean that in Florida they can decide they're going to pass a law saying that same sex marriage is not permissible? Against the law in Florida, so there's a whole—it's it's a fundamental shift in American jurisprudence. away with the filibuster to
1: codify
4: I'm not—I'm not prepared to make those judgments now. That's prick shit, bro. That's prick shit.
0: Hey, you know what? Fuck you, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, that's oh, a? It's a radical thing. If it's a radical, it's radical, he says.
3: It's radical, and he's naming the other rights that are threatened by this right. decision.
0: It's radical. Smash cut to, would you support uh, uh, abolishing the filibuster? Oh, I don't want to make Joe Manchin angry. Oh, there's Republicans out there who might get upset that we're trying to be not be bipartisan. Shut the fuck up. Those days are over. We are in a different time. This is Republicans doing what they've said they're going to do for the past 50 years. And it's because of the organization that we talked about at the top of the show. This isn't a surprise. They didn't just come to this. This has been on the docket. And Joe Biden is still, still, ladies, still unwilling because of some fanciful, douchey fucking Senate tradition. Donald Trump lost the popular vote in grand fashion. So we had a president who didn't even have a mandate from the people, appoint three Supreme Court justices who are going to make a ruling that goes against what 70% of Americans think should be the law of the land. And Joe Biden doesn't have the courage or is too nostalgic for his days in the Senate to do the right thing.
3: Well, and so that's, that's the big question right now, I, I think, on everyone's mind that actually cares about this, is what's the plan? What is the, what's, the, what's the plan going forward for this administration? Not just to ensure a win for themselves in the midterms, for Democrats in the midterms, but to prevent chaos and disaster When this opinion actually is not just a draft and it actually is released and it's official, what are the next steps for the Biden administration?
1: What's the next step for this administration? Well, that's the big question, Chris. What you basically heard from President Biden there was his reaffirmation of his support for Roe v. Wade, his concerns about what this ruling, if it does in fact come to pass, could mean for other rulings that have protected people's right to privacy, their right to decide who they marry, whether or not they take birth control, for example. So what happens now? Well, this is what he said in a statement earlier today. At the federal level, we will need more pro-choice senators. And a pro-choice majority in the House to adopt legislation that codifies Roe, which I will work to pass and sign into law. I think what you are going to see, Chris, is an intensifying effort to try to get that legislation through Congress. There has been a piece of legislation that passed the House that would codify Roe into law, but there aren't the votes in the Senate. And it's not clear and it doesn't seem as though there will be unless the filibuster were to be overturned and there aren't the votes to do that that right now. So this really is going to become a major flashpoint, a political issue on the campaign trail with the midterms looming. And the big question, Chris, is with Democrats bracing for big losses, could they use this issue to really try to energize key voters? Could Republicans use this issue to try to build on the momentum that they have heading into the midterms? I think that's what we'll be watching for. What are the people saying about this, Chris? Well, according to the latest NBC News poll, 54 percent of Americans say Abortion should remain legal.
0: It's very frustrating. It it puts me in a very frustrating position here because I, I I listen. You gotta vote blue. You gotta. It is critically important, and not just for the abortion issue, for 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 a panoply of issues that deal directly with human rights, all across the board. Mm-hmm. But for Joe Biden to say. The, the plan to go forward is, oh, vote for more. Vote more for us. Vote for us. What are you going to do with your power other than be obsequious toward Republicans?
3: Well, it's also, it's not a good look that this is happening on your watch.
0: Right. I mean, that will be his legacy. Abortion was overturned under Joe Biden.
3: You do not want this to happen on your watch. And and I I'm... I haven't seen urgency from politicians except for one. And that is Elizabeth Warren.
0: Yeah, let's let's play that. She was out at the Supreme Court like fifteen minutes after we left today. I know,
3: damn it. And uh,
0: <laughs> as she was, she spoke to the crowd, and as she was leaving, leaving, uh, a reporter or several reporters were trailing her and asking her questions. And let me tell you, Elizabeth Warren is the real fucking deal. Elizabeth Warren was. Visibly shaking and angry, not an act. This is a woman who actually fucking cares about what's happening right now, and hopefully she can exert a little pressure on the administration. But listen to this.
7: So how, how are you feeling? I am angry. Angry and upset? Angry and upset and Mm determined. The United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade the law of the land, they just need to do it. I've never seen you so angry you seem to be- This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something. That the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain we don't as want the, to the law of children the land. The we ma'am. need they to do this, no, And not going we have a right. dismembering 3,000 children heard enough the from every the world every single day. And we're tired. Ms. Anx,
1: Senator, from the door of constitutional rights?
3: I love that we have heard enough from extremists as you start to hear from the extremists. Yeah, she
0: motioned to him too.
3: In the background. Yeah. We don't need to hear from you anymore.
0: So, listen, I think there are members on the Democratic side, AOC, Bernie, uh, Elizabeth Warren, of course, uh, who are going to be exerting some pressure to get some things done here. But, you know, it it, it can't be lost on the audience, on, on America, that Clinton... Had all three branches. He had the Senate and the House, not branches, but he had the Senate, the House, and the executive for a period of time, did nothing. Obama also was in charge of the executive and had both branches of Congress.
3: Also, I believe, promised to uh, codify Roe v. Wade. Right, White.
0: right, and then, you know, how that happened. He also promised to shut down Gitmo and not use drones to kill civilians, and look what happened.
3: Well, I believe Joe Biden and also. And Joe Biden,
0: here we are. He, he has the executive, and right now has both houses of Congress
3: so that's what needs to happen is that Congress needs to codify roe v Wade is the law of the land yeah and in the filibuster i mean that's that needs to happen immediately that should have happened immediately
0: yeah so so let's since you you just mentioned uh the lack of passion or alarm or I don't know. There is something missing from elected leaders right now. And Chuck Schumer got up on the floor of the Senate. And although he's saying the right things, I don't know, he's just not convincing to me.
5: You guys tell us what you think. Last night, a report disclosed that a conservative majority of the United States Supreme Court is ready to overturn Roe v. Wade and uproot decades of precedent affirming a woman's right to an abortion. If this report is accurate, the Supreme Court is poised to inflict the greatest restriction of rights in the past 50 years, not just on women, but on all Americans. Under this decision, our children will have less rights than their parents. The Republican-appointed justices' reported votes to overturn Roe v. Wade will go down as an abomination one of the worst, most damaging decisions in modern history. Several of these conservative justices who are in no way accountable to the American people have lied to the U.S. Senate, ripped up the Constitution, and defiled both precedent and the Supreme Court's reputation, all at the expense of tens of millions of women who could soon be stripped of their bodily autonomy and the constitutional rights they've relied on for over half a century. The party of Lincoln and Eisenhower has now completely devolved into the party of Trump. Every Republican senator who supported Senator McConnell and voted for Trump justices pretending that this day would never come will now have to explain themselves to the American people. I'll have more to say later this morning, but I want to make three things clear. First, now that the court is poised to strike down Roe, it is my intention for the Senate to hold a vote on legislation to codify the right to an abortion in law. Second, a vote on this legislation is not an abstract exercise. This is as urgent and real as it gets. We will vote to protect a woman's right to choose, and every American is going to see which side every senator stands. Every American is going to see on which side every senator stands. Third, to the American people, I say this. The elections this November will have consequences because the rights of 100 million women are now on the ballot to help fight this court's awful decision i urge every american to make their voices heard this week and this year i urge americans to call their members to write their members to email their members to text their members and most of all to cast their ballots make no mistake the blame for this decision what about the falls squarely on republican senators and the senate republicans as a whole who spent years pushing extremist judges spent years confirming three far-right justices to the supreme court but who claimed somehow this day would never come but this day has come and we will fight it all the way
3: I mean that's probably what was so disappointing is that he ends it by saying that everything is the Republicans fault when you have Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema who are Democrats. <laughs> yeah. And he's saying it's it's his intention to hold a vote on legislation to codify the right to abortion in law, but he doesn't say when the vote is going to be held.
2: Also,
0: it's only to show who voted and who didn't for it. Like it's it's only a so so the American people can see who supports? Yeah, which like, again
3: is like, yeah, so it's not going to pass. Right. We just want the American people to know. Well, we already know. We already know.
0: We don't need a See, I told you so. We want action. We want to, to, to reestablish women's rights.
3: It's like, it's like they don't know how serious this is.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's that they do, but they t- they're, they're, they're assuming that the American people are going to fall for this subterfuge, mm-hmm. this fucking nonsense.
3: Well, let's hear from someone who actually does know how serious this is, a medical director of Planned Parenthood in Great Plains, Iman Alzedin, on the Supreme Court opinion that was leaked.
8: I think this should be an enormous call to action for everyone in the country to realize that this was always happening. It has been slowly happening for decades. And now is the time that we need to step up and take care of people and move to protect access on the state level while also trying to um, protect protect access federally. I think there's a hopeful section of society, probably the same part of society that was like, Roe won't be overturned, that's never going to happen, who are thinking about, oh, perhaps since this is a draft opinion, it will not be final. Um, I don't I'm not going to operate under that under that assumption, and I don't think that anyone else should. Many times, they were tasked with ruling on something that could have put an end to constitutional violations happening in Texas. and they over and over again chose not to do that. I think you can just look to what has been going on in this country for the past eight months, which is that there are millions of people in the United States that are being denied their basic constitutional rights. And in my opinion, their basic human rights in my region of the country that I work in, we've already been living in a post rural world since the beginning of SB8 on September 1st of 2021. um, We have already been preparing for the post rural world that we are inevitably going to be living in and have already been living in for eight months. We're planning to expand our hours to seven days a week, and then we'll be working also three double shifts a week, so three 12-hour shifts um, on certain days. You know, abortion is one of those things that not a lot of people think about until directly or indirectly affects them, and I think that's kind of a key issue with a lot of healthcare things, you know? Um, And so sometimes it is hard to rouse support amongst people who have not been directly affected by not being able to access an abortion or being able to access an abortion. We have done a lot of not being so aggressive in our messaging over the past many years as a as as a political party. We are not saying the word abortion enough. We are saying women's, we're often saying we're often using gendered language, saying women's right to choose. That hasn't worked at all. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's you know, paying attention to that. And so I think it's time to say what we mean. These laws are racist. They are completely, completely cruel, and they are causing people to go to extremes to receive care that they should have by their homes. I think we need to lean into states where abortion access has a state state level protection we need to rally for the midterms if democrats lose control of congress and if the next president is a republican i do think that there is danger of a federal abortion ban where the state's rights won't apply anymore
3: and that is absolutely the case.
0: Right, which would affect the, the Californias and the Washingtons and the Washington DCs and the, the Massachusetts. It, it would affect all of those states that are, at this point, using Alito's logic, um, should have the rights to govern themselves and the people, giving the power back to the people, the states' rights argument. That's, that's not good enough for Republicans. They're going to try to stomp on that as well.
3: Yeah, I don't remember where the reporting was from this week because obviously a lot was happening, but I think it was the Washington Post where they talked about how anti-abortion activists are now meeting with Republican uh, political leaders, including possible presidential candidates, trying to gauge their interest in federal abortion bans, and they are trying to figure out if they're going to be doing a 15-week or a 6-week. Or a 6-week, And that 6-week may be something that they go for because of the lack of attention to what happened in Texas.
0: The lack of outrage, the lack of... Listen, companies didn't move out. Southwest Airlines, Delta, with all these companies that are based in Texas, well, they fucking stuck around. We're witnessing human rights abuses in Florida with this don't say gay bill and all this fucking nonsense. And Disney, ah, well, they're sticking around. They're not happy about it, harumph. But they're staying. Because cash is king in the Republican Party. And you start taking away revenue and people will start listening. And all of these companies who stay are a part of the problem just as much as Republicans are.
3: Yeah, so definitely donate to your local abortion fund. Stay engaged, stay active, go to a protest, show up, talk openly about abortion, don't use vague language about women's right to choose abortion is healthcare. This is the reality. This is what we are facing. We're we're not going to be we're not going to delude ourselves about what's happening. We deal yeah. with reality on reality's terms on this show, but we want to end with a message of a call to action. There are still things you can do. And remaining politically engaged, being politically active is one of them. Reaching out to your elected officials, And calling them, texting them, emailing them, reaching out and donating your money to local abortion funds is going to make a big difference,
0: a a, a huge difference, more than I think you can imagine. I mean, if 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 there's a groundswell of support and everybody was to give five or 10 or 20 or 50 bucks or whatever you can afford, uh, it's going to make a massive difference in the lives of real people who are needing these services.
3: So don't forget that we also had uh, Dr. Diana Green Foster on the show, yeah. uh, episode 786, to discuss her book, The Turnaway Study, Ten Years, A Thousand Women and the Consequences of Having or Being Denied an Abortion. And we talked about her study and what happens to people who are denied wanted abortions. And it is a very important episode. It came out last month. And so if you want to check that out, definitely do. Definitely share it with your friends your community it's it's an important episode and groundbreaking study we, we're very happy that she gave us her time
0: we love you guys we want to hear from you absolutely we did get a couple of voicemails on uh just late last night as this was breaking and uh we we had so much to cover i mean fuck we really didn't even have an intro segment um we want to hear from you 657-464-7609 of course, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to it at dollamore.com. We will be back. We're actually getting ready to hit stop and then record one more episode because we're going to be in North Carolina for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But we love you guys. We want to hear from you. And When we get back, we will absolutely address the rest of these issues and phone calls and emotions, and we'll process, it, process this together as a family and as a community. We love you guys. We will see you next time. Until we do, pretty page. I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt.